another day in this dump. NJ muttered to her sister as she plunges herself face down to her mattress and screams into her pillow. It's just flex I want to flex, oh. This life no balance. Ah! It'll get better. Kezi says, without a single bother on her face, as she continues to type away on her laptop keyboard like a possessed robot. Now, Kezi is the more laid-back one of the two sisters. She just picked up programming and is in love with it. This aids her already introverted lifestyle as she just stays indoors all day, striking keys and sipping Zobo from a sippy cup like a two-year-old. The slurping sound the sippy straw makes gets on NJ's very last nerve and they end up having silly fights anytime they're both at home. Text message from Susan. It says, Hey girl, think you can lie your way out for a party Friday night? Josh is hosting. Time 8pm. Venue, the straight 45. Yes! Just what I needed. She screams excitedly as she hurriedly replies you already know now see you dear xoxo nj exhales in excitement throws her arms wide to the side with her phone on her tummy eyes closed and a big smile on her face she was happy now the three days till friday didn't seem as long anymore she had something to look forward to she was truly happy. Her mother screams. Ma! She yelled in anger. All of her happiness, as quickly as it came, had vaporized. She reluctantly took her time, walking down the step to the parlor where her mom sat, dragging her foot with every step she took. Ma, I'm here, she says unhappily. As she stands behind her mom, hands on her waist, one leg in front of the other. Hey, hey, Biko, pass me the remote, her mom says. Oh! It was Friday morning. NJ woke up to a text message from mm-hmm. Susan saying, Hey girl, are we still good for tonight? Did Popsy believe you? She exhales like she was about to go fight a giant Spartan and replies, He will. Let me go polish the lie. BRB. She gets up from her bed. She's going to walk to the living room to lie to her father. She says good morning to Kezi as she walked by. Kezi who sat legs folded like Aladdin on his magic carpet, bent forward, striking keys on her laptop in front of her, barely even looked at her. She just replied with a thumbs up and back to typing, again, like a possessed robot. NJ skips happily to the parlor where her dad is, where she is about to go lie her way into being let out for a party way past her curfew and during a pandemic. Good morning, daddy. She says, ever so eagerly, and with a smile that could make armed robbers turn priests. Good morning, he replied, with a straight face. Just as NJ's mouth 
swollen like an overblown balloon, was about to pop and spew Grammy-worthy lies to have her way. Mr. Charles AGK hits her with, Is it a must you must go for this computer school today? And why did they have to set today's own as late as 8pm? NJ wasn't expecting all these questions. But as a professional liar, without a second thought, she goes, Eh, it's because of the pandemic, oh. They are doing the classes in batches of tens, and I'm in the last batch for 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. And plus, today is our practical day, and the foreign instructor will be traveling out of the country tomorrow, so he has to be there to supervise and 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 see our practicals. So they have to finish all of the practicals today. I'll be fine, Dad. I'll take an Uber back home. Plus, you can call them to confirm. She says that because she had already swapped their phone number on her dad's phone to one of her friends who could always answer and lie as needed. Her dad says, Hmm, okay. Make sure you come right home after. Yes, I will. Thank you, daddy, she says, as she skips away happily to text Susan. Party is a go. I hope I see Matthew there. Smiley face. It's 7.45 p.m. NJ is already ready. Dressed like someone going for a job interview. She steps into the kitchen and says, Mom, I'm going for my class now. My Uber is outside. See you soon. She steps out of the gate and into the Uber ride and instantly begins to unzip her bag to bring out her change of clothes. Good evening, the driver says. Hey, good evening, bros, she replies with a huge smile on her face. TGIF loading. Please take me to the party. It's at um, the straight 45, I think, off Red Mango Streets. We'll, we'll just use the map. Did you say the straight 45? Why would you want to go to the straight 45? Especially at night like this. Yes? Why? Anything wrong? NJ says. Do you know why it's called the straight 45? Look, let me tell you. Off Red Mango Street is a close. It's called the dark close. If you stand at the middle of the junction and look straight down, you see house 45 at the end of the long drive down the close. It's the last house in the middle. Now, all the houses on the sides don't even go to house 45. It's house number 45. Rumor has it that a family lived there 20 years ago. Both the husband and wife killed their daughter in some sort of ritual and buried her body somewhere inside the house. All the neighbors came and they didn't see it because as they reported to the police, the police came and the family swore they didn't have a child. All the investigation came out negative. They couldn't charge them. Mysteriously, the following week, both the husband and wife died. Nobody knew what killed them or how they died. It's a mystery. Nobody has lived in the house for years. 
up until the last month, one crazy family from nowhere just moved in. That house 45 is bad news. The street 45. Last year, two girls went missing from that place. They've not found them till now. Are you sure you want to go to the street 45? Look, if you want, I'll drive you. But please, do not go to the street 45. I just thought I should tell you. But hey, I'm just your Uber driver. Now, NJ is shivering all over and uncertain as to what to do next. She calls Susan in an effort to cancel or know what is happening. Susan picks up, but can barely hear NJ. Immediately, she sends a text saying, Babe, I can't hear you. The music is too loud. Sure, Joe, we did here already. Why you the fear? Nothing did happen. Now, reassured and not as scared, she says, All right, driver, let's go. As she continues to change into her party wear. As they drive off Red Mango Street into the close, she sees it. House 45. Straight down the road, just sitting there. The palm trees on each side of the road were drier and drier the further into the close you went. The lights also were dimmer the further into the close you went. NJ shrugged the chills that came back. Shalai is a must, she kept saying to herself as she got out of the taxi and walked towards the entrance. As she walked to the door, she saw that the lawn in house 45 was filled with dead, patchy, dry grass, unlike the other houses. But that didn't stop the kids making out outside or those already passed out around the house. NJ baby, she hears from the side. She turns to find Susan waving at her from the door. She smiles, pulls her gown down a little bit and runs off to hug her and they both go in. Now the party was wild. Drinks and good music, friends and all of the hot guys came around, most especially Matthew. She meets Matthew. They bond, had a few drinks, made out a little. It was all NJ dreamt of and more. She was having the time of her life. Now time passes and NJ begins to feel tipsy. She looks at her watch and it's already past 10 p.m. She looks at her phone and has 12 missed calls from dad. Oh crap, I have to go, she says, as she turns around to look for Susan, who had somehow vanished into the crowd. The music was loud, people were everywhere. She pulled out her phone to order an Uber ride home, but instantly felt pressed. So she dashes into the toilet to ease herself. And all of a sudden, the music stops. That's odd, she thought. She finishes and steps out. The house, packed full with people, was as empty as Kezi's DMs. Okay, guys, this is not funny anymore. Where did y'all go? She says out loud, scared as never before. She walks around the house, but couldn't find anybody. 
She walks towards the door and still saw no one outside. All the drunk people passed out on the lawn, or lack of. We're all gone. Just red cups and bottles of drinks and pizza boxes littered all around. No sign of a human soul. Now she gets even more scared. She looks down the street and all the street lights were down. She could see people walking far away. She scaredly ran down, screaming, Susan, Susan, are you there? She gets there and all the people she thought she had seen had vanished. Now she was losing it. Flashes of all the Uber drivers said began to hit her. She was shaking. That's it, I'm leaving, she says, as she tries to get her phone out and order an Uber. She quickly realized she had left her bag and her phone in the toilet. She took off, running towards the house. The house now looked darker than before. Just by the lawn, she sees another girl. The girl says, You two, I can't find anyone, she says, panting heavily like she had run for a long period of time. They both run towards the door, but the house was locked shut. She began banging on the door and calling out, Hey, Susan, open up! Susan! Matthew, are you in there? Can anybody hear me? Hey! She felt the other girl tug her dress. NJ turned and looked at her. Now she could see the girl's face. The girl didn't look well. Her hair was grey and her face was pale, with mud stains all over her creamy coloured top. The girl looked NJ in the eyes and said, Don't bother. They won't come out. This was the same thing they did to me when I was alive. 